and welcome to the Special Needs Sibling Podcast, where we talk about what life is really like as a sibling to someone with special needs. I'm your host, Charlene, and today our guest is Ashley. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, welcome. My name's Ashley. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, Ashley. Um, so I guess we'll hop into it. Um, could you please tell us about like your family structure, kind of like where you are in the birth order, any siblings you have, and then who has a disability? Yeah, sure. So I'm the youngest in my family. I'm currently 23 and I have three older siblings. Um, the next oldest for me is Max. He's 26. And then above Max is Carter, who's 28. And then the oldest is Samantha, who's 30. Um, my brother Carter is the one who has special needs. He is on the autism spectrum disorder. Uh, when he was younger, he had Tourette's. And then as an adult now, he has schizophrenia and some depression and some underlying uh, other concerns too. Yeah, so he kind of has like the whole mix. Yes, <laughs> like... it's kind of, it's funny because, you know, when we were younger, it was a lot different than how he is now. Like there was such a, just a bit great disparity uh, in his behaviors from then. Yeah, because I was going to ask like if there's any, well, I was if you have any fun facts about him, but then also, I guess with that, like that's an interesting transition from like, yeah, because those things are very different, but at the same time, it's still him. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, like, of he's course, still the same yeah. personality yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And he still has, like, the same hobbies from when he was a kid. He's, like, obsessed with playing the guitar. And he's gotten really good at it. He's self-taught. And yeah. um, ever since he was a kid, yeah, he's been into that. And he still is now. Uh, but, yeah, he just has – it ebbs and flows with schizophrenia. You have um, – mm. I feel like every month there's, like, some issue with it, but I feel like for the most part, he stays pretty, pretty even-killed. Oh, nice. Which is good. That's very yeah. helpful in that, in that department. Cool. Of course. <laughs> well, I guess uh, we like to keep it orm- open forum on the show, so is there any topic in particular you would like to talk about? Any questions you have or just, like, yeah, whatever's on the forefront of your mind? Yeah, I would love to just talk about how what it was like growing up kind of from like my perspective as being the youngest until now. Yeah. Um, I kind of wanted to kind of go through like the whole story of sure. like where I am from then to now, if that's okay. Yeah, of course. Everything okay. is okay Wait. on the show. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, so like I said, since I'm the youngest, um, I kind of grew up knowing that, uh, that Carter had a disability. Um, I didn't, I feel like I didn't really realize it though until I was about seven. I remember being in church. My family was like very religious growing up. Um, and in church we had, um, there was a boy in our youth group and I remember him picking on Carter one day for him ticking in the, in church service or during youth group. I can't remember which. And I remember like I was seven and Max and Samantha are a lot older than me, but I still remember being there and being like, you can't say that to him. Like, you can't be mean yeah. like he can't help that he has that and the kid was like oh like wow I didn't like realize that but I remember having that like unified front as like siblings like that young realizing yeah. that like that's not okay and I mean it definitely wasn't instilled in us as my parents always said like you know you can't make fun of people that are different like Carter has these disabilities mm. but it's okay like yeah. no family's perfect and um no person's perfect either but I still remember that like unified front of like you can't you can't be mean to him that's not okay yeah. and like the force field has just went up yes, in your whole yeah, like, like in your body him, and like in the brother. world yeah. <laughs> right yeah. right um I remember that and I think that that's what really started sparking um the interest in me to be a special ed teacher so I'm currently a special ed teacher I mm. teach um ELA learning support at the middle school level so grades six through eight 
Um, but even ever since I feel like when I was seven, I knew that I wanted to be a special ed teacher and help people like my brother. And, uh, I think that he was so impactful in me for that way, knowing that I can help people like him. And I feel like as I grew up and then it also had me gravitate more towards people like Carter's. And I remember having like good friends that had disabilities. And I remember my parents saying in um, one of the like conferences that we had in like elementary school, like, you know, Ashley really hangs out with like everyone in the class. Like she doesn't like exclude anyone. And my parents were like, oh yeah, like she has a brother, special needs. That's probably why, like it's, she's probably used to it. Yeah. <laughs> but I always kind of had that in the back of my mind. Like, oh, I want to be, I want to be a teacher. I want to, I want to help people like him, <laughs> um, yeah. which was good. I mean, it, uh, I had that spark in me from like a little kid but then as I got older things got like tough in the house and I'll kind of be like man like I can't believe like I want to be a teacher and yet like all this is going on at home you kind of like get that guilt almost like yeah because it's like what do you prioritize but it's like when I'm busy helping other people but it's like oh but I can help my brother mm-hmm. but like oh but I have siblings and it's like exactly yeah. it's like it's it's almost that guilt of like I want to help people like like Carter but then again like am I really doing a lot as a sibling to help him like Mm. am I being the best sibling I can be like I get frustrated I get angry and you kind of hold like I've always held that guilt in me of like I'm not I wasn't a good sister growing up there was so much happening in the house and um like so as as Carter got older he had a lot more like outward attention seeking behaviors like he knew how to he knew how to push your button yeah he would (laughs) yeah he knows he knows that the system it's like because he knows about like yeah you and your siblings and their parents and like Mm -hmm. anyone knew he's like i know how to play this game and he just kind of like he switches (laughs) cards i'm sure yeah yeah. and i'm sure like when he would be at school i remember my parents always saying like uh it's different like when when someone comes home, it's like they're more comfortable at home. So they're allowed to be like themselves. So the second that Carter would come home, yeah. it would be a lot more dramatic, like a lot more behaviors oh, because it's like a safe okay. zone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I remember he wouldn't like take a lot in public, but the second he was home, he would because he could like kind of control it better out in public. But the second he was home, like he was comfortable, he was allowed to. So then yeah. he would like take and a like, lot. There aren't like... There aren't like people who are gonna like stare at him doing it because it's all of just mm-hmm. you. So it's like, oh, who cares? Like it right. doesn't really oh, yeah. matter. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so but then as, as being like elementary school and having him like constantly bother us, like at the amount of times my mom probably heard like, Mom, car's bothering me, mom, don't car stop. <laughs> like it was all the time that I would like just be so frustrated, so like quick to be annoyed. Um and it did take a toll like on, on, on all of the siblings. I mean, I don't want to speak for them, but mm-hmm. I know that it was hard having to deal with those behaviors every single day and know like, and not realizing that people around people around us also had a hard life. Like I genuinely thought that everyone's lives were perfect around me. And I was the only one that had like fighting in my house at home oh yeah 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 you're like everyone and, else is like getting along and they like, do all these things mm-hmm. on vacation and they like, have all these pictures and then you're like well yeah. I'm just here yeah exactly and while we did so much as a family like it was never a concern with that it was just there was so much daily fighting in our house that it mm-hmm. just it felt like things were in such a disarray in my in my view and you know my parents are great at at keeping us 
understanding like that we're in a loving household and things like this happen and it's okay like trying to comfort us and saying that like it's okay like it's God's plan like we wouldn't trade Carter for the world obviously um but uh I think since I grew up with such uh with friends who didn't have siblings with disabilities it kind of put a sting on me I'm like oh like well no one else around me has this and it feels like I feel like kind of like an outlier and one of my great friends, I always thought, I always saw her as having like the per- most perfect family in the whole world. Like I never saw anything wrong with her family. And I remember being like, I wish I had her family. Like I wish I could be there. And like, I bet they never fight and I bet they have no issues. And I bet it's just perfect all the time. And I remember saying that to my mom. I think I was probably about like seventh grade. And she was like, Ashley, every family has something going on. No family's perfect. And I was like, but I just feel like they are because I mean, like, so my dad, my mom's a stay at home mom and my dad's an accountant. And so he would become, my dad would always come home at six and, um, my dad's a very big family man. So my mom would always say, you know, like dad could have gotten like a a different job, but he always made sure that he would be home for dinner every night. And every night we had family dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Every that night, too. That, that helped a lot. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it just yeah. it, knowing that we always have that. And I held that special. Like I loved, I love family dinner. I still do. I still yeah. eat dinner with my family every night. Um, oh, that's awesome. And yeah, <laughs> I mean, Carter doesn't live here anymore, but uh, just me and my parents. But, um, you know, having that conversation of like, you know, every, not every family's perfect. And my dad would come home and you know, the second he got home, he, I remember him saying like, the second I come home, like there's so much going on already. Like there's, Mm -hmm. there's already like 10 things that happened from when the kids got home to, to when he got home. Uh, and I remember, I'm sure that was frustrating, but then again, like my mom had to deal with that, like all day long where like she was constantly like having to be the problem solver and then the second like my dad got home then like it was a team effort of like problem solving what was happening because you know (laughs) we're kids like we're not gonna we're not gonna understand things perfectly and I think that's a lot where where my guilt lies too of like I was kid like I should I should go a little easy on myself since I I didn't fully understand everything and looking back on it now it's it's sad to hear about how much like we were fighting and arguing and I'm in any way you could look back and think, oh, I wish I did things differently. But I mean, everything happened for a reason. But um, so then as as Carter got older and all my siblings got older too, Samantha moved out when I was in fifth grade. She moved to Kansas. Uh, she went, okay. yeah, she went to college out there. She's an interior designer and now she lives in Georgia with her husband. Um, okay. uh, Max still lived at home with us until I was 14. Um, so, and then Max went off to University of Vermont. So he was, he again was far, but once yeah. Samantha moved out, it was kind of like the five of us were just like our little family unit. And then um, mm-hmm. there was still like the behaviors, like Carter still had that in- attention seeking, like trying to bother you. We like, we, whenever we're like all together, again, we always talk about it, what it was like when, like, because Carter like is very open about it now of like, man, I was really annoying, huh? <laughs> like, because we would, oh, you had to like say it. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> like, yeah. Especially with some of like some of his pics. Like, I, I remember Max saying that Carter used to come up to him and just like put his hand in his face and go, wee, 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 wee. <laughs> like, and Max, like, then, like, that was, 
annoy him to no end. But now looking back, it's yeah. kind of hilarious. But um, right, like right, it's right. funny. Like, but in real time, obviously it's annoying. Oh like, yeah, yeah, No one wants to be bothered. Yeah, like that at especially because yeah. Max and Carter shared a room, so they were like constantly together. And, oh yeah, like twenty four seven. Yeah, like, and yeah. Uh, I don't want to speak for Max, but I know that that definitely took a lot, a lot of toll on him because there was times where like they'd be fighting all night because Carter wouldn't stop doing that or like bothering and annoying yeah. max all night long um but uh once max moved out then it was just carter and i and my parents of course and okay. i would say that was like the most formative years of my life like the most that i remember because there was so much oh, that happened um okay. so once it was just the two of us uh carter kind of fell i, I want to say he got a little more depressed he um he was a part of like a lot of that group activities. He has a lot of, um, my mom worked very, very hard to get him like different people to come and take him out and like take him into the community okay. and like teach him like a lot of like life Yeah, skills. to like be, yeah, like to kind of like have like more of a social life. Yeah, of course. She didn't do that. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Um, So she worked like her butt off being his advocate. And um, so she yeah. would go along these programs. And I remember he started seeing this like one girl and they started dating and then like they ended up breaking up and I remember Carter being like very upset over it and uh I remember he uh, I was sitting in my room I remember him opening up his bedroom door and saying like I took my I took all my medicine my mom was like what do you mean he's like I took it all and I don't feel well and we oh no yeah he tried overdosing yeah and so he was in now this part like I swear is like so fuzzy to me I think it was just because it was so much and you know I don't want to say that I was fully involved in it because I was like literally 15 um and it was up to my parents and I can't imagine the stress and toll that must have taken on them having to deal with that but he was they say that from what they tell me he was in like uh like a, a coma-ish state for like three days like he would wake oh up and like not really understand what's happening like fall back asleep oh, like he was in the ICU yeah. for a couple of days from it so that's yeah. when he started to really fall like he had I feel like more of his attention seeking behaviors went down and it was more of like his depression okay. came out and his depression oh, triggered his schizophrenia so okay got yeah it. so by that point by like age 15 it was more of a like a different type of carter that i knew um yeah. and after that overdose he was in um a mental hospital for about a month and that's what i remember like the most about that time was when he was in there i remember my dad and i went to visit him and seeing the facility that he was in was just like like heartbreaking realizing that he needed like that he was in there because it was just like it just felt like you were in a tv show like that stereotypical like mental hospital yeah i was gonna ask like i can imagine a tv show and i'm like it's like yeah it feels like prison yeah it's not but it exactly. it very much it, you get the feeling that it mm-hmm. is prison type Ex- of thing right exactly okay. you see people that are like a lot older there and you just like wonder like i wonder how long they've been in here like their family oh probably doesn't like care about them or like it doesn't i mean i don't want to say that who knows but um who knows how many times these families visit these people in here and we were visiting carter that day and i just remember walking in there and him being like i want to leave dad like take me out of here i don't want to be here anymore and like my dad's been in here for a little bit longer um and that was like 
a really rough time because when he was gone for that month, you I I I like vividly remember being like, you know, it's kind of nice like just being an only child. Like there's no more. <laughs> yeah. At the same time, it's like there's there were so. It's like it, I hate saying that that I felt that way, but the house felt calm, and it felt like oh, wow, there's no one there's no one arguing right now. Like that's really nice, and yeah. But then uh, you know you think about. Carter and he's in a mental hospital for the rest of the month and you know it's like it's really hard for me to say that but I mean it was true I got I, found, I got like a break well, yeah and and that's important to like and that and that's such I feel like that's something that you don't you can't even grapple with until you like are far enough away removed of it in like your 20s moving mm-hmm. on right like it because because like I like it and it feels so strange because it's this thing where like all of the feelings you have are real yeah and they're all valid none of them are wrong but they they but on some level like psychologically it seems wrong Mm -hmm. to feel that because you're like why am i such a bad person if they're suffering right like yeah who am i to enjoy my peace and quiet but like that's such a real that's a real conflict that like i'm pretty sure most people like I wouldn't even have considered that a thought Mm -hmm. until after like i was like out of college and stuff like that because it's just you're so in it. Right. You don't realize, like, oh, like, it's okay that I feel better mm-hmm. without them right. next to me. Like, right. Yeah. I know. And it's, like, different because our relationship is so different now. But, like, back then, it, it was hard. Like, you know. Yeah, it, for sure. And people would always come up to me. and Or not, I'm not, like, a bunch of people asking me. But if someone was to say, like, oh, like, tell me about your family. And I would say, like, oh, I have a brother with disabilities. Their first thing would yeah. be, like, I bet that was all. Oh, I bet that's so rewarding and so awesome. Like, I just, what? Like, oh, I've never gotten that. That's really terrible. like, don't ever say I, yeah, I've never gotten that. Oh, I, I think I've, yeah, I've never gotten that response, but I would hate it. Yeah. Personally, like, I know. I, in the inside, I'm like, just, yeah. I remember that. That's I remember that people said that to me in like middle school and saying, like, oh, I bet that's, that's awesome. And I would say back, like, what? yeah, How? like, it, it is great but like within your age yeah yeah i would say they were probably my age and i would say like it's okay. actually like really hard you kind of get that side eye of like why is it hard like what do you mean by that oh weird no yeah i never got that i got a lot of i got more like either deer in the headlights didn't know what to say or like mm-hmm. oh that they kind of went more the pity sympathy yeah route, where like oh that sucks but yeah, but not in a way like, yeah, like that's, mm-hmm. but that's so interesting. Yeah, I've never, I haven't personally heard that one. Oh, wow. Yeah, that. Yeah, no, I always yeah. like got that growing just, up. And uh, that's what I always try to explain to people. Like, oh, it's actually like, it's hard being a sibling yeah. because yeah, like not- there's so much going on in the family. Like, yeah, I love, yeah. I love Carter, but like there are things that make it hard. I want my old life. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, exactly. Like, no, yeah. like, again, like, no family preference. I think that's, like, gonna be, like, my, my literally my motto for this. Like, yeah. realizing that, like, yeah, I, I love him, but it's two things can exist at the same time. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, it's no, not exactly. always yeah. easy. They can coexist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. And, but by that point, when he got out of the mental hospital, I, I remember it being, like, better because he had, like, the help okay. that he needed and stuff. And for a while, like, I'm skipping over a lot, so I might jump around. So and that's fine. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> probably wildly yeah. confused. But um, we had a, <laughs> we had a couple of supports in when I was in elementary school, too. My parents had, like, one-to-ones okay. come to the house and kind of, like, yeah. like um, try to understand Carter's behavior and see where that um, 
see how he interacts with the siblings. And um, mm. it was always like interesting. Like for some reason, like that really didn't bother me since I was so little. Like I didn't really think anything of it. Like, oh yeah, like Carter okay. has like this person over like just to see. Yeah, just it's to- like part of that routine. Like yeah. it's Wednesday. So I'm going to see this person <laughs> yeah, and like say exactly. hi. And like, they're, like it's just a normal, yeah, you don't even like question it yeah it's just part of the like daily Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and uh I mean I I also had fun since I was a kid like I feel like anyone gets excited when someone's over the house so I'd be like oh like I want to talk to them like hang out with them like and everything yeah yeah that's true I get extra treats or something yeah (laughs) yeah and then when I was in high school he had someone like someone picking him up and taking him out to like the mall and like guitar center because Carter's hyper focuses on guitar to the point where like I remember there was a time in high school where I, he came, he would come home from school before me. And also side note, he okay. went to a, um, a special education high school and middle school. He left our public okay. school and went to like a private, a private school. Okay. And so yeah. he would come home from school before me. And I remember, I'm not even kidding. Every single window in our house was open and he was blasting the guitar out of his amp. And I... I, I because and this is his rationale so I'm like I'm like I think I'm like 15 at this point and I am stomping up the stairs I'm like Carter like you're a guitar and I'm like why do you have every single window open he was like because the neighbors want to hear it I'm like do they do they (laughs) and you would always see the same like three green day songs and this like, oh, yeah, he had, yeah, like yeah. he had pretty like pretty significant OCD too because he would have to start it exactly perfect or he would restart it. So that one Green Day song is like a oh. trigger for me where it's like another turning and then it would stop. And you're like, uh, another, uh, yeah, another uh, like just over and over and over like a like a broken record to the point where that song yeah. comes in the car and if we're like it as is. a family and we're like, oh, this is Carter's song, he's playing it. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> but um. Yeah, he so he got like really, really into that, and that was like his his new thing that we would get like upset about. Like, oh my gosh! Like, one, you're either gonna blow your eardrums out from how loud you're playing in your headphones, or two, like everyone around you cannot stand how loud your guitar is. (laughs) But um, but yeah, I mean, and also as he got older, his his ticks kind of died down. Like, he didn't really have them too much anymore. He kind of grew out of them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But um. yeah, I guess I, I'm thinking about, like, what my sister's grown out of, and I'm like, yeah, I think there's certain things she did and other things she didn't, but it's, like, an evolution. It's, like, yeah. it's, yeah, but it's, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. That, I guess that that's just a natural, I mean, I guess as regular people, we all have, like, our own, like, we, yeah, kind of grow out of fixation things, stuff things. Yeah. I mean, he was on medication for his uh, Tourette's, um, like, okay. all of his kids, because they were, like, pretty severe. He had vocal ones, and he had muscular ones. Like, they were, they were a lot, oh. I'm sure. Like, I'm sure they were yeah. very tiring. My boyfriend now actually has Tourette's, and he always jokes. He was like, man, I wish I grew out of mine. <laughs> but, um, uh, so it's just interesting, like, having him have such different behaviors, uh, from when I was a kid to how he is now, like, looking at him now like you I feel like you really couldn't tell not that you could before but like yeah at least you won't you would never see the outward things like him like doing the attention seeking and him uh like picking and stuff uh but then uh, I want to say maybe I was 16 or 17 is when he moved into a group living home around our area so he's uh living there with like a bunch of other uh boys 
And that's like a whole nother, that group living home is a whole nother story. Again, he had another, uh, he had another suicide attempt there. And um, yeah, so he, because of that, there's like people that are always there at the house before we thought, they thought that like, since it had been so long. Yeah, it had been so long since his first attempt that he, I I think I'm saying this correctly. I think that uh, they felt comfortable. Like you didn't have to have the round the clock there, but ever since that happened, now he does have the uh, around oh, the clock. Sense. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's been there, and I think that is when he his personality like completely changed, where you really can see his personality a lot more now. He feel I think okay. as he got older. I want to say it was hard for him to be at home because he just wanted to be independent. I think it was hard for him to be like, yeah, I'm 25 and like still living at home or I'm 20. I forget. I think, I think he was like 23 and he's still living at home. And like, I think it took a toll on him knowing that he's still, that he feels like almost like a baby still being at home and like still having to rely on mom and dad. Not that he does it now, but like, I think it's different. I guess it's different too. Cause he, well, cause then he has, He's not even the oldest either, so he's no. seen like your brother and sister. Like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm gonna move out, so he probably's like, oh, the trajectory. Yeah. He's like, he's next, and like that's mm-hmm. like not. I didn't happening. even think about that. Yeah. I'm sure that was probably hard for Carter to see like Max go off to college and not even, and realize that like he couldn't do that either. Yeah, just mm-hmm. because he sounds like he's very aware of what's happening. There's just yeah. other limitations that he has, but yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like, yeah, just seeing that, and you're like, wait, I'm I'm his age when he moved out, mm-hmm. and then like, wait. Yeah. Exactly. So once he moved out, like I think it kind of it repaired a lot of our relationships in the house. Um, he's kind of okay. like distance makes the hearts grow fonder, <laughs> yes. especially yes, between. It, yes, it does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I don't want to speak for my mom, but I know my mom always said that that was like the biggest thing for her is now that Carter has moved out, it is a lot easier for them to have their relationship be so healthy now. Like they talk yeah. every single day. Aww. Um. My mom always, my mom always makes sure that she talks to every single sibling or every single child, like at least once a day. And <laughs> she's like, oh, wow. Has to make oh, sure. the general, like between the four of you. Yeah, like, she always makes sure. Oh, that's just part of her, like, okay. Part of her thing. Yeah. But, um, okay. <laughs> yeah. So she always makes sure that's like constant communication. And even, like, so mm. since Carter has had that time to like reflect, he, like, I would talk to him candidly and say, like, you know, I, I'm sorry for the way I treated you growing up. And, I definitely could have been a better sibling to you. And, you know, there's a lot of things that I wish I did. I could have done differently. And I wish I had more compassion for you growing up. Mm. I always, whenever he comes over, I'm always the one who's like to volunteer to pick him up from his group living home. And I like really cherish that like, like 25 minute car ride with him because like I get to really talk to him about like what he's up to and kind of like, I've yeah. delved into that before with him saying like, you know, like I am really sorry. And he, uh, he said like, well, you know, I wasn't very easy growing up with, like I did annoy you guys. And I was like, yeah, yeah I know, but it's just, it, it's like, I, you must like feel even worse when like, when Carter says that, I'm just like, oh, like, I know, I wish, I know <laughs> that you like, yeah, you annoyed me and like, and all that, yeah. but I just like, I wish I could have gone back in time and said like, you know, I love you more at that age. And yeah. Like, especially. It's, it's funny how like that's ironic. Like it's inversely doing like I know. not doing what you wanted it to do. You're yeah. like, I already understand that. But you're like, wait, like. Yeah. Like every <laughs> yeah. time we text, I almost feel that twinge in my stomach of like, oh, like I wish I texted him more. Like I wish I was doing more for him. Oh, like I, I wish I was yeah. hanging out with him more. Like 
you kind of get that pang of like, oh, I'm not a good, I'm not the sibling that I was to him, like my other siblings, like Max and I, I would say are like, we're the closest growing up because me and him are only four years apart. So okay. me and him were like glued together. And because we have such similar personalities. And oh, I mean, okay, okay. since the Carter was home with us, I'm, I'd never even really thought about it until just now. Like, I'm sure that was hard for him to like, maybe not feel like he fit in with us because we would exclude him. Like he would bother us and like, mm-hmm. he wouldn't even around. And, you know, my mom would also like, my mom was great at making sure that we had time to be, to be just, like siblings with just like Max and I, yeah, Samantha like and yourselves. I. Yeah, yeah. Like she always would take yeah. Carter out and like take him to places that way we had our alone time. Like my parents were, oh nice. My parents yeah. were awesome and like very aware of that, like making sure we they had took Carter out. That we want to have friends over, um, mm-hmm. just in case anything happened. Like they had their bases covered. Of like, oh well, like Ashley wants to have her friend over tonight. Like, how about Carter goes to Granny's house or something? Um, uh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just in case something were to happen and the argument happens and whatever. But you know, <laughs> I mean, it like so like I was saying, like those car rides with him, like I really cherish and just having those conversations of like, you know, I'm sorry and I do love you and reminding him like uh like you are a great person and uh, I love you so much yeah. and like and I try to daily remind him, well not daily, but like whenever when I do see him reminding yeah. him. Yeah, like you are the reason that I am a teacher. Like you are the one who put that yeah. spark in me. And like, I remember being a kid and saying like, Oh, like Carter, what does it feel like when you have ticks? Like, what does that mean? Like, and he's like, Oh no, you just like do it. Like you just can't help it. Like <laughs> he used to do, he used that's to, a great answer. I, know, though, I gotta say, he like, used that's, to that's great. tap his index finger and his middle finger to his ear and like listen to the beat of it tapping and I remember he would like flex his muscles a lot and that was when I remember we were I forget where we were going but we were in our minivan and I remember seeing Carter like ticking I remember like does it hurt and he's like no it doesn't like it just like it's like a good feeling almost or whatever but like yeah mm -hmm. yeah. I was always like so fascinated by that as a kid like whoa like he can't like help it. He just like does it. Like that's so crazy. Like that's so interesting. Like I want to know more about that. Um, and just like, and now I'm older now, and I've had like the education that I've had about special ed. Yeah, like, like you know, you're educated enough yeah, to like, understand, like, understand what's that, happening. and just like understand the behaviors that he had as a kid. And like my mom's told me stories about how before I was born, like Carter would be at the playground, and like she would worry the second she heard a kid crying, like oh, like did Carter hurt him? like oh, I'm like constantly yeah. worried of like something bad happening with him and I mean that's that would be like her story to tell because I don't I don't want to speak for her but yeah. I mean when uh, when I was young like I can't or I mean even thinking now like I can't imagine having a kid but constantly being worried about something that he could be doing that could be affecting someone else um yeah. and I can't imagine the mental toll that took on my parents of just having so much going on whether it be sending like my two siblings off to college and then having the suicide attempts from Carter and having him be in so many different places at once, like it was hard. And my mom was a great advocate for, for Carter because I mean, she got a lot of waivers for him, got him into the group living home yeah. uh, where he can be independent. And uh, I'm really happy for that, uh, that she was able to do that. Um, my parents are great, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think just the the lasting impact that Carter has left is is realizing that like it's okay that 
people are different and that your families are different dynamics are different um yeah but but yeah I uh I feel really grateful that I I had him in my life that way I can be a teacher and kind of look after look after that but yeah because especially when like the when all those things happen back to back that's kind of an interesting Mm -hmm. thing like too right because it's like because you're because you're older like everyone's just older yeah so like you all have kind of an idea what's happening at the same time like it's like the most chaotic right had that happened when he was like six or something Mm -hmm. it was like it would have been like a very different thing for everybody but because like you all kind of like yeah like remember and i like to say too like i feel like each of us have a different perspective on Carter because I mean Samantha was only here yeah. until I was in fifth grade and at that point I mean she has a different dynamic because like that was her first sibling um yeah and I'm sure that's like looks different for her and Max too like sharing a room like that was a different perspective than I had because I hadn't didn't have to deal with that and then me and him yeah. being the only ones here like I feel like I always like to say that I know my I know my parents the best out of all my siblings since I got to be an only child with them after Carter moved out oh, <laughs> because yeah, they would talk yeah. to me about the struggles that they faced and I was like I I mean since I was a kid I never really realized how much it it was took a toll on them um, and they took things in stride and they always say that like they really relied on God during that time to really help them through and like God gave them the strength to push through and I'm I'm really thankful that 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 faith is what kept them together because they always say like if they didn't rely on God like they they probably would have gotten a divorce if they didn't have that um that holding them together and like realizing that their faith is what brings them together and we had even done a family therapy session uh one time oh interesting when you all were older no we were younger I think I was I want to say I was like eight and I my I have a terrible terrible memory with certain things like envisioning things but um Mm -hmm. I remember sitting in like a big elbow couch and uh just like them asking like so what is it like having like Carter as a sibling and I remember like we were going all the way down the line of the elbow couch and I was the last one and I remember she been like what right gonna, right right like, what am I gonna say like I'm only eight like I don't really know and I remember saying yeah. I'm sure I said something along the lines of like oh sometimes it's hard because like we fight and it's like it's hard for me to hear like I still hate yelling that's like my number one thing it's like I will never yell oh, at really? anyone or anything because it just like I will if anyone yells at me I, I will just break down like oh, I cannot no. I cannot handle it um yeah and I think it, it probably just stems from hearing it a lot growing up. Oh, a hundred percent. That's just, yeah. that's just a triggering point for variety yeah. of things, but yeah, yeah, we won't get into that, but right. it's just getting <laughs> to not yell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I just, I remember my parents like saying not too long ago, how like they wish they did more of that, like more family meetings and talking about like the issues that oh, we were right. having and wishing that they had a yeah. more open dialogue. And my, even my, my parents hold a lot of guilt and uh, my mentor, who's amazing. Uh, she was one who mm-hmm. told me about this podcast. Uh, she would, I would tell them, I would tell her about how my parents feel a lot of guilt. And she would say like, they were doing the best they can with, with what they had at the time yeah like yes. there's no there's no rule book or manual for dealing with a child with disabilities and I think they they really stress themselves out when I think about like oh you know we shouldn't have yelled we shouldn't have thought so much we shouldn't have like been so angry at Chris so quick but like 
de- yeah. it's human nature. Like when people get under your skin, like you're gonna get upset. Um, so I feel like they need to give themselves a lot of grace. You know, I mean, I, uh, I, I commend them a lot. Like, I don't know how much mm-hmm. I could have done if I was in their shoes. And my mom always says now, she's like, man, thank goodness you weren't a special ed teacher when you were a kid, Ashley. Cause I feel like you would have told me all the things that I would have done wrong. And I was like, oh, oh mom, like, it's not that's like not, that. yeah, that's not how that, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know yeah. everything, obviously. And, you know, yeah. I mean, I commend them for how much they did for us. And I can't imagine having any other parents, you know, they could have been the parents that just shipped them off and we never saw them again. Um, right. and my, I remember my parents too, like their biggest thing was making sure Carter was never over medicated. Oh, they always wanted to make okay. sure that he was still, he was still Carter at the end of the day, Yeah, which I always appreciated. Um, there was a boy at our church who was, my parents would say that they could tell that he was very over medicated, kind of like zombie, like, and oh no mm-hmm. yeah i i've seen that too it's just it, yeah it's hard yeah so they always made sure that you know yeah he may still have behaviors but like carter is carter then that's fine um yeah which i like which i appreciate um i would never want him to be yeah. be to be anyone else and now he's a lot calmer where like you wouldn't you wouldn't think that the carter that he was as a kid is the carter that he is now um mm-hmm. And even with his, yeah. with his schizophrenia, like things get different. Like um, I'll talk about that for a little bit. Um, so his schizophrenia really started when he had that depression episode and when I was in high school and it caused him to lose a lot of jobs because he would, his biggest thing with it is that he constantly thinks people are talking about him because he's, he's very. Oh, silly. like when you. Also, like, when he sees people talking, then he'll think that, like, they're talking about him. Yes. Right. Okay. So if he sees, like, a crowd of people, two people in distance could be laughing, and he's like, why are they laughing at me? Like, what the heck? And, like, Oh, no. Yeah. And he's never been one to, like, be violent. He's never been aggressive at all. But the second he kind of developed his schizophrenia is when he would get not really violent, like, physical fighting, but, like, he would get violent, like, if there was something on the table, like, he was throwing it. And, for example, he was... Oh, gosh. Yeah, he was working at a job as, like, a busboy or something. And he was constantly for past maybe, I want to say a month, thinking that people were talking about him and he just had this like explosive episode at work he was like throwing things and like it wasn't safe for the other employees so they had to fire him um yeah and uh I mean I was like I was in high school at that point so it's not like I was one dealing with it but I remember hearing about it and just realizing that like it's gonna be hard for him to hold a job because if he constantly if he can't get his schizophrenia under wraps like he's constantly going to be thinking that everyone that he works with is talking about him and it happened with another job like he is is worried and uh, like last month for example my mom told me that he she was talking with carter on the phone and he was like the people next door are blaring their music so loudly and so i'm gonna go out i'm gonna throw rocks at their window and like (laughs) there is no one blasting music and so she went outside or he, like he went outside anyway and was like started hitting rocks at them. And she called the group living home was like, can you bring Carter inside? And they're like, well, he's technically off property. So we can't really like take him. Wait, what? Yeah. That's oh, that. OK, that's a strange. OK, the group go on. living home is like outrageous. I have another a nice long story to tell about that group living home, too. Yeah. But it's just those little those like little things where it sounds crazy that 
he I can't comprehend that that's like something that he hears and fully believes like it like pains me knowing that he thinks that that's real and thinking that everyone everyone out is out to get him um yeah and so my my dad and him went to a concert and my dad was saying that at one point uh they were walking out of the concert and he saw that the people behind him were saying like oh yeah he didn't know what he was saying he didn't know any of the lyrics to any of the songs and like He's just like, oh, he's a fake fan or something. And so Carter turned around and was like, shut up. That's not true. Like, why would you say that? Like yelling at them. My dad like pulled him aside. Like, no one is talking about you. I promise. Like, be calm. Oh, like, you're okay. Like, just let's keep yeah. walking. Just ignore. If you hear anyone, just ignore them. Um, so I think even my parents having to navigate that now is different for them. Because, um, yeah. I mean, Carter will never talk about that to to any of the siblings because he's the closest with my mom and my dad okay so like when we're when me and carter are like driving the car together like it'll never be he'll never be like oh yeah i was like hearing something something that was happening outside my window it would always just be like oh okay i'm having a great time like you wouldn't think that anything was wrong until my mom says oh "Oh, well he actually had like a really rough past couple weeks or something like he kind of hides it i'm not sure if it's like he's insecure about it or he's just worried about telling us but yeah or yeah it's like or it's like it just doesn't it's not concerning really because mm-hmm. it's not like you're there to help yeah even of course if you, of course like it's good right it really like, is my yeah. parents doing um a lot of the like all of the work i want to say um but so with his group living home a couple about a year or so ago um or yeah, almost about a year ago he they had been under dosing him for one of his medications, his schizophrenia medication. Okay. So he wasn't getting the amount that he needed, which caused mm. him to have a huge schizophrenic episode. He um, wound up in the hospital for, I forget what it was, but he was in the hospital and then escaped from the mm. hospital. The person, oh my gosh. The person that was from the group living home left him because their shift was over. So... Carter changed back into his regular clothes out of the hospital clothes and walked out through the front door and was just walking the streets. And he, like, they had no ideas. And eventually, like, the group living home called to my parents and said, like, hey, like, we can't find Carter. We don't know where he is. Oh, and so gosh, now, that is the worst phone call ever. Uh, like, I yeah, we've gotten that phone call. It's not. I, it's not I can't imagine. Yeah. Um. So then now my parents, it's also, like, midnight. Now my parents are frantic and they're driving anywhere near. Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Anywhere, everywhere, yeah. not gonna. Yeah. So they yeah. end up finding him at the train station, and my parents get out of the okay. car and they're like, "Carter, Carter," and he's like, "I don't know who you are. I'm trying to find my mom and dad, and like someone like they were trying to take my brain in the hospital and like just like spewing out anything like nothing made sense like he didn't recognize my parents he had no idea where he was what he was doing and my dad said that he noticed that like a train was coming and he was like horrified that carter was gonna jump like as the train was coming and my dad like kind of like positioned him a certain way and like there were cops were there because on his stint until the train station he had like he had like stolen some stuff from like 7-eleven it's crazy to even say this because oh on top of that yeah it's so unlike him but since they were underdosing him, it caused him to have this big break. And he, so they were at the train station, there was police there and they were trying to coax him in back into the car. And um, 
so eventually like my parents were like this, we are your parents like come with us like you're fine like we can get you and stuff and like oh my god yeah so he ended up coming back and it was a crazy big mess of like oh was it the group living home's fault whose fault really was it like and everything but um yeah in Carter to still at that same group living home I think it's just it's I I want to say it's a lot of change for him to make like going from one place to another um oh 100 yeah and I'm sure he's comfortable there like I don't think he fully realizes that like the things that really happened to him how crazy it was like working out of the hospital yeah. like that's that's up there for crazy top things um I don't think he really yeah. realizes that but um like when we reached out like I reached out to him when that was happening just saying like hey like I'm here for you I love you I'm sorry like yeah feeling and stuff and I was still in college at that point when so well, I guess it was a new year ago probably in like March or so um but I remember just like I had one professor in college who would um start their day by asking like how's everyone feeling and I remember saying like I'm having a really rough time like my brother just uh had this yeah. episode that caused all these big things and they were like really interested in it they'd be like oh Ash, like is anything else happening with that and I was like oh like he's still there and like we're not suing um but uh because uh, we were like long story we were going to but then it ended up being like they would only pay like you would only be worthwhile if he like died which is awful like you can't what? yeah like they wouldn't like it would be so expensive to go to to have a lawyer and all oh, stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it wouldn't really they nothing much would have come of it unless there was a significant impairment from what happened right which there wasn't yeah. at all, in any form right. so it's not well, it, wouldn't yeah. have, it wouldn't really have done anything for carter if we went um yeah. and there was another time too where at this group living home like one of the people that were working there like punched him like bully. like because he got bored like i don't you yeah. know like i don't i should preface <laughs> um yeah he i think carter was like egging him on and he got really upset and did that which again like i think a lot of times these people that are working at a group living home they don't have that same spark that some people feel of like i love people with special needs and like oh well, right. for me, yeah, they're yeah, kind yeah, of working there because it pays just a little bit more than the next place and again yeah. human and when people push their buttons, like people push their buttons and that happened. And I mean, obviously it's awful. The guy got fired and stuff, or maybe he got like really, right. but still it's just like, man, like he's had a rough life and a different perspective than what I ever had to deal with. Um, and then like, uh, not to mention, like I had a really rough junior year of college. I was like severely depressed, like a lot of things that were going on at that time. And I remember like there was a really like rough night that I had. And like uh, the next couple of days, like I remember getting a text from Carter and just being like, oh gosh, like that twinge of like guilt again of just like, man, like he's had a rough life too. And, you know, like, yeah. things, it's all a part of like the journey that we have and kind of realizing that, um, you know, everyone has those struggles and some are more than others. I mean, I can't imagine being in Carter's shoes and having all that happened to me and then at the end of the day like how much does he really remember from it like it affects my yeah. my parents like almost daily thinking about the kind of stuff and takes a toll on them I know my mom has like has mentioned how much that stuff takes a toll on them my mom's a lot uh, very open about that kind of stuff she always talks about uh, okay. how hard it was growing up yeah um and I think just again realizing that you know no family is perfect um because I I genuinely thought that every family was 
Um, yeah, it is. It yeah, it's this interesting like illusion because I think for me like it. I don't think I I I didn't think other people were perfect or families were, but I think I had this illusion that like their lives were just better mm-hmm. in whatever way and whatever capacity yeah. that meant, right? Because I think like for. For me growing up, like, we didn't, like, have a lot of people over come to our house, so I didn't have, like, a lot of friends mm-hmm. come over or, or, like, people for dinner, and we didn't go on, like, vacation a whole lot. Yeah. And, like, and we, I mean, we still did stuff together. Right. It's not like we did nothing, but it's just this thing where, like, you know, you start school and, like, you start school in, like, September, and everyone's like, hey, like, where'd you, what did you do over the summer? Mm-hmm. People are like, oh, I went on this vacation. I mm-hmm. went to this amusement park. I went mm-hmm. here. I flew on an airplane, right? And this kind of, right. these people just kind of... They keep talking about it or like, mm-hmm. oh, like I went over to my cousins and slept over because then my cousins, I didn't have that many and we weren't that close where we would do stuff like that. So it was like, I felt very like, oh, that's such a, like, my life is so boring because, you know, they get to, like, all my friends get to do all these other things. I just feel so sad because I feel so left out because, like, mm-hmm. everyone's, like, doing all these fun things and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm just, I was just at home yeah. and, like, not doing anything exciting. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, i my um we were very fortunate that we were going on vacations we're a big family of skiers so we would go on a lot of ski vacations oh there you go yeah yeah um funny story about carter that time too we went we were um i forget which where we were maybe it was either elk mountain it was either maine or canada i forget which which mountain we were at right. but um my this isn't even my story it's max's and my dad's story but they were skiing together and they hear in the distance help help my dad was like kind of sounds like carter and max was like oh. kind of does and my dad goes carter and he goes what uh. <laughs> like dad like just what <laughs> and he had like fallen or something and like because he oh carter, that's so yeah. funny though i know carter used yeah. to love skiing like in the woods so he got like i think he got stuck or something and my dad oh like with the trees yeah, and like there's more yeah. versus like the big like it's wide and open yeah, and you yeah. can just Me go yeah have very similar like skiing skills like we're not we are not experts and we are not like amazing but like you know we can get down the mountain and, like, oh okay. yeah i was like i yeah. can't ski so i have no idea yeah. <laughs> my, my dad Dad and like my sister and Max are all like expert level skiers. My mom, Carter, oh, like they like, know how to like navigate oh, yeah, through all like, the stuff and like okay. But he's like, so we would go on a lot of family vacations. But there was a time in, uh, uh, in high school where we went on family vacation and Carter was still living in the group home and he did not come with us. And I remember, okay. like, again feeling guilty that he wasn't there. But also at the same time, like it was really nice having a family vacation where there was no fighting and oh yeah it's, it's like you have peace and quiet you're all just like doing your own thing mm-hmm. like oh you could just i know be with like, each other yeah no it is that that type of peace is like a very different mm-hmm. i don't think people understand how different that can yeah. be like and it's almost like yeah <laughs> you making sure you include like i do have three siblings you know like right <laughs> only two of us here but we do have three and it's it's hard to say that but i mean it does it does happen of just you get kind of tired and you get kind of especially back then like we were very tired of things that were happening I mean I mean I was only a kid but I'm sure my parents were tired of having to deal with the constant arguing that ensued of Carter being like oh that's not fair I don't want to do that and there was a time when we were on family vacation as a kid and we were going up to Maine uh, I think 
a summer vacation or maybe it was a winter one. And oh, it was a summer one because Carter was a part of like some nature thing, like at a state park, and they had given oh, him yeah. custard from Rita's and Okay. Custard makes Carter throw up. But what did he eat? He ate custard. Oh, so no. we are pulling out of our driveway, about to go like, oh, on, our, on our summer vacation, and he throws up <laughs> all over the car. And it takes like my dad like two hours to clean it. And then my yeah. parents' philosophy was like, you know, like when you when you throw up, like you're not really supposed to eat anything because you're probably gonna throw up again because it's still in your system, right? Yeah, you're just trying to avoid yeah. like di- disrupting yeah. it again. You still yes. gotta yeah. sit it out for a little bit. Well, <laughs> we like didn't we like, ate dinner and we were like, or my parents were like, Carter, like you need to be careful, like don't eat because you're gonna throw up again. And like for like an hour, he was like, oh, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. My parents were like, oh my gosh, okay, but like do not throw up, like <laughs> yeah, like it's like what's the luster of the two evils being screamed at or another throwing up, right? Like they're both, they're, it's like there is no lesser of the two evils at that point, which is what you want to deal with, right? Like there is, the they're equally bad. And the car smelled awful the whole ride up, and like yeah, exactly. That's what I was I like. I'm he like, oh, in, I wouldn't want to be in the, in the car. PA, so like... it was a good ride up there. So like it was a, oh god, it was a fun car ride and. Another thing about like the guilt too was we have a lot of home videos that my dad okay. used to film. Of course, none of oh, me, sure. none of me as a kid. Since by the time they had me, they didn't have a lot of time on their hands. But um, yeah, we would always film Christmas morning, and I want to say maybe it was a year or two ago we were rewatching like a Christmas morning video. I think it was just my parents and I, and in the video I got like a new iPod, and yeah. I was like Max came up to me and was like oh my gosh, like, can I see it? And I was like, yeah, here, like, here, you can see it. And then Carter goes, can I look at it? And I go, no. And I take it from him. Yeah. I just, like, watching myself act like a brat on yeah. to him. Like, I literally was like, oh my gosh. Like, just, like, that chills. And, like, that, again, like, that stomach guilt of, like, oh my, I can't believe I was like that. And yeah. it's documented that I was no i know i was like that's the worst part like if someone had told if someone had told you that story for kicks it'd be so different but you're literally watching and like i'm my own like i like about it like and just yeah like i never wanted carter to touch my things i never wanted him in my room like i would just like get so angry which is why i had that guilt of like i can't believe i want to be a special ed teacher and yet i treated him like that like i was so rude and so mean like i was i I didn't show compassion like i wasn't i didn't show grace like i was supposed to and you know like i i mean again like yes i was a kid and everything but just watching it back i'm like oh my gosh i was so mean and I, i even said that to chris like in the car i was like I was watching a home video and I was like really mean to you in it. And I was like, I'm sorry. And he's like, yeah, I've got to apologize. Like it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it is nice like getting to talk to him now and having him be, I want to say like lucid is a good word. Yeah. Like, understanding <laughs> because I mean, back then, like, he, yeah. didn't, it, like, he didn't know. Um, well, I mean like no one, no one knew right like you're just you're just reacting in real time like like to be honest like even even like despite any disability he has right even if you just even if you were just in a fight with him like the day before Mm -hmm. you would have probably still said the exact same thing right regardless of anything right like that's just you in real time reacting to stuff in real time like that's definitely just you going through your life yeah 
But I mean, it was just, it's sometimes you wish that those type of moments weren't ever filmed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That I can't help you in that department. Like, like the filming. I know. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think the only, I feel like a lot of the stuff on video of me when I was like in school stuff was all like, when like, you know, you have like school performances right. or like school assemblies mm -hmm. or like your whole, yeah, it's a lot of that, but not like a lot of like home yeah. stuff. Yeah. We have like pictures, but like not as much video stuff at home. Yeah, we were a big, my dad was uh, a big like uh, filming and taking pictures and stuff and oh yeah, yeah yeah um my dad <laughs> this is a random story but my dad likes to talk about the story of when we were driving down to hilton head for a summer vacation my dad drove with carter on the way home and carter sang grease like the songs in grease the whole way like from the movie yeah like this was like oh, okay okay yeah, yeah. like how am i a good singer and just like sang for like 14 hours straight of like Grease lighting. 14 like, hours. Like, fully kept I know I was trying I was trying to do the math and I'm like, well the movie's only this long, which means the soundtrack is only this long, but then it's like I don't but if you multiply yeah. that by the number of hours yeah. in the car. And my dad was like, Yeah, that was a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like so funny. I wonder if he remembers that. But um yeah, I mean, and just like I uh, realizing that, you know, like every family is unique we all got our little quirks <laughs> yes. and nowadays yes, like when everyone's together it is nice just being like kind of relishing on like oh like before like uh carter would watch this genre of youtube called youtube poop and his <laughs> his text aligned with those videos so he would tick but it would be like a script what? of a video okay so yes um like it would be like a some of SpongeBob dubbed over, like something so stupid. Like he would just like it would get like, oh, it would get like embedded in his brain, so he would constantly say it because he had vocal tics. And oh right, 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 yeah. yeah. You're just repeating the yeah, yeah. yeah okay, now I understand. Got it. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Before dinner every night, I I was it was high school time, so I don't think Max was me. Max was there for like a year of this, but every night before dinner, he would go, "Oh boy, dinner." And then right after we finished, he would go, what's for dessert? That that was like every night he would say. Every, yeah. yeah. And now I did, like now when we're over, we say that to, we say that to him and he's like, did I really say it that much? And we're like, uh, every <laughs> night. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it sounds so fun. At least when he's like, when you're all remembering stuff, it sounds mm -hmm. like, like everyone can kind of like move Found past in. it, which is really nice. Right. Like, yeah. And I mean, I'm sure like he has feeling, like, you know, everyone has their own feeling yeah. about stuff, but it's nice that like you all you can, can it's, it's almost like more normal when you guys talk about like it. reminisce about it, which is cool. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, it's funny because there are times when he is just like, you feel like he, there was never that part of him that was like so old. So like, Gut wrenching and so annoying when we were kids, and then yeah. you hear about what he's doing when he's like when he's having a schizophrenic episode, and it's just like, oh wow, like he's still he's still our Carter of uh, yeah, of, like he's consistently just being him, just like with other stuff in the way, yeah, exactly. But yeah. Like, yeah, and you know, like I remember there were times where like we would say, you know, like it might be like I remember saying like it might be hard for him like growing up and you might you know you might what if he doesn't get a job and stuff like that and I remember Carter being like well I am gonna get a job I am gonna go to college and I'm gonna do these things and just being like you know might that also might not be the reality 
of yeah. of things, and it's it's tough. I mean, he's like, I want to say he's working like some odd, like some like cafe job now, but oh sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a matter of time before you know. I wonder of when will he have another episode of thinking that people are upset with him mm-hmm. or talking about him? Um, and I think it just stems from him being like just him being really insecure about his looks and he gets really worried that people think that he's they're talking about him and that again so it's just it's interesting seeing him behave so differently from when we were just little kids and him just poking and annoying and (laughs) aggravating us (laughs) but um yeah because I mean like oh like I should I should also mention with his with his uh autism it was just like the social skills were just not there so he's like he was fully verbal and and everything. I actually got to read an IEP of his from when he was like a little kid, which is actually really interesting to read since I, I write them now. But um Yeah. When uh like reading it, like reading in the background, the history of like the input from my parents of like how he interacts at home and um how Carter describes like being at home with siblings. It was like it's really interesting to read it. Um and uh I'm ex- like I'm happy that things are where they are now, but you know when we were kids, it was a lot of the a lot of the outward, the social skills were lacking, so he would have those outward behaviors of trying to get any negative attention he could. So like yes. I'll describe another one of like we would be at the dinner table, and since my parents are religious, he would just say like "Hail Satan" at dinner, just like just, oh. just to bother my parents, and he would like, keep saying "Oh God," and then you know like we're on like my parents are only human like they'd be like stop stop like yeah like, you're only saying that they had a rise of us like being sent to his room a lot and having yeah. those, having those behaviors was just like hard and just like oh like why can't we just have like i remember saying like why can't we just have one night of like not fighting when my parents be like we don't fight every night and to me i was like, <laughs> i probably like in this podcast i probably sound like we fought, fought every single night and to me it did it felt like we did like we fought every night and yeah. was yelling every night i mean that's it's what I remember, but you know, I mean, it's it was a form- formative years of my life, but and you can't really yeah. you can't really take it back. And you know, I, again, like I wouldn't change anything for the world, but it is who what what made me today and like kind of the values that I hold now of, you know, wanting to be yeah. who I am. But um, I am like very proud of my parents, and I don't think they give themselves enough credit because yes, like like I said, they're only human, so yes, they're gonna argue back, and there was a lot of fighting, but um. You know, I think it, I think they did the best they could with what they had. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely like everyone, yeah, what, whether parent, uh, external caregiver, sibling, whatever relative, right? Like everyone, mm-hmm. like in real time, like given the resources that we all had at that point mm-hmm. in time, like that's, that's what we can all do. I think the, the, the things that come out of that are like, are, you know, what are your positive takeaways that add to your character, who you are as Definitely. a person, right? And and you're very conscientious, I'm sure, about, like, yeah. being very caring now to everyone, not <laughs> right. just Carter, right. right? And I think that and that's such an important thing, right? Like, for as much as you have your guilt come in and waves every now and then, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the, the thing that you know is that you it comes from a place where you know, like, how you can be better right and it, and it's made you better now mm-hmm. even though sometimes it doesn't come in the best way to remind you that but like it it still adds to who you are as a person and like as a sibling that's such a it's such a confusing and interesting thing where like you have and in your case you have 
like typical siblings and you have a sibling with right. a disability, right? And in that case, like you all are formative in each other's worlds, but it's it's always fascinates me how much like intertwined with the disabilities mm-hmm. become with who we are as people. Cause it's like, there is a level of like, no matter what, he would have added something to your life mm-hmm. just because you're related. Yeah. But there's a different level of like heart that exists underneath that, that mm-hmm. comes out just due to just ha- him having a disability or anyone having a disability right. that's when you're a sibling to them. No, I yeah. agree. Um, I wanted to say too, like, not knowing that not having a manual growing up my parents said that carter was like one of the first kids in his district to have autism and oh in first grade his first grade teacher sent him to a like juvenile like a school for troubled kids that they recommended Mm -hmm. him to be placed there and carter came home like cursing like there was like violence at school and my parents were like this is not appropriate at all and then that's when he got his diagnosis yeah. of like, his autism and stuff. And he stayed like at, at his public school for up until like sixth grade, I want to say. But they found out that like yeah. a lot of his teachers or his aides were just giving him the answers. So he wasn't learning anything. And so yeah. um, they had like a, I believe it was a due process hearing to have uh, Carter be placed in a special education school. And um, his school was great. Like my parents had nothing but great things to say about about yeah. he had a lot more opportunities there he was around like like-minded kids and um he thought I think he, he said I remember him saying he's like I feel like I'm learning a lot more here than like what I was before like they were really doing the work for me um and I guess it's funny now too since I'm I'm a teacher for ELA learning support so I'm in a co-taught setting so it's different than what Carter grew up with I mean since he was in okay. school um, but I do think it is really important to have students' disabilities integrated into the classroom. Um, yeah. That way they can be around their, like, like-minded peers, which I... Yeah. No, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's... Yeah, my, my sister's with the school system is a whole other thing. Like, mm-hmm. she's had the whole spectrum of good and terrible and, like, yeah. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's a whole thing, and it's... It just sucks because, like... Part, sometimes it's it's timing and who you know and how far you're willing to drive and right. like what the right like and, and it, it's like those three things if if like two of those things don't work out it kind of doesn't matter mm-hmm. what you want because it's like if those yeah if those two of those things don't work out you can't yeah. you can't have yeah, exactly. it yeah. yeah i think his school's about like 45 minutes away but the bus like but the bus yeah the we bus have the bus so that which was good yeah the school no the school bus came for the longest time because i think even yeah, even there came a point where, like, I was, like, at a different school because mm-hmm. it kind of had to do with her bus schedule. It's kind of this convoluted thing, but it's the... But, yeah, but just the the level of kind of the people who work at the school mm-hmm. is, like, one thing, and then the actual school district is a whole other thing, and then you have, like, the paras and, like, the, the teaching aides, which is another... Yeah, like, yeah. it's all, like... Like, I think some people, they just get, they get the right mix and it works out mm-hmm. really well. And sometimes you get like kind of a decent mix where you're like, okay, it's not worth right. it to pull them out. And then you have, yeah, we've definitely had like really bad where after a year, my mom just pulled her mm-hmm. out. Like it was just not, wasn't, wasn't okay yeah. anymore. No, yeah, yeah that, that's definitely fair. I wanted um to ask you a question. Did it ever sure bother you when you would watch maybe a portrayal of someone with disabilities on TV or you would see like an ad that was inclusive oh, and they would act 
like they would treat them like a little kid almost like you would see like an adult with like down syndrome and they'd be like oh hi like how are you like that used to hurt me like even as a like even like as a middle schooler being like literally a person like you can talk to them just like how you would talk to any other person did you ever think about that I well that's why I don't watch shows at all that have anything Mm -hmm. to do with it which is obviously there is stuff that is a little bit better than mm-hmm. others, right? And, and and obviously things are a lot. People are much more educated probably now just because you have the internet. But right. I think, uh, yeah, I I would just have. I, I, I mean, growing up, I think I just had problems with anyone who didn't treat anyone with a disability in the way that in my brain it should have happened right and that's obviously very heavily biased because you know you're you're like somewhere between the ages of 10 and like 16 and Mm -hmm. you have a very yeah but i i did very much like i would be very inside i would just watch people and if they would like do anything that was either yeah either treat them like they were less than or ignoring them or whatever, mm-hmm. I was very, like, aware. Yeah. Yeah. And I, th- I think on... Yeah, I think in terms of, like, media and stuff, I would just avoid it, like, the play. Because yeah. I'm, like, I didn't... And then one time, we had we watched a movie in class. I couldn't avoid it. Mm-hmm. And I was just sitting there, and I was, like... And that movie was good. Like, when I remember thinking about it, like, it was good. But, but the thing that got me... At that point, so I would have been like in sixth grade when I watched this movie, mm-hmm. and there was this scene where they like pulled this prank on him, mm-hmm. the person with the disability. I don't remember what his disability was, but he was. But they pulled this like terrible prank on him, and like I could, you know, you have the sense right. in your body where like, oh man, like it's so I I just like chose to look down, yeah, because I knew that. I, like, I could feel all of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm not, it's a movie. Like, I don't, yeah. I'm not related to them or anything, right. but I could feel, I'm like, I, I'm like, I can't yeah. handle it. Because mm-hmm. I can't, I don't want to feel my regular real life feelings of being a sibling, but like through a media, yeah. e- even when it's good. And yeah. it's like, so I, yeah, even to this day, I'm very like, I'm much better. Cause obviously like you're older and yeah, like you kind can of see that with different lines. You mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's, I did. Yeah, I think I was super judgmental of it. Even mm-hmm. yeah, even if I wasn't like deterred by it, I was very like I would analyze it and go like, why did they choose to do yes. it this way or like we, whatever. Yeah, I remember mm-hmm. being on um my school bus and there was um a boy on my school bus who had special needs and there was another kid sitting next to him and he was giving him like something about like medicine, like cough drops, like to be funny. I remember oh. me, uh, we were all maybe in like fourth the grade and I remember me and my like best friend at the time were like how dare you do that like that's not fair we were like don't eat that like he's not being nice like don't do that and stuff and like I remember like another teacher and said like he's trying to give him like like trying to say that it's candy when it's not like it's medicine and like just like seeing people pick on other people that are just like less are like vulnerable is just like oh like irks me that's why I would hate watching anything like that that's why I brought that question up it's just like oh yeah just like you the wrong way yeah it's definitely this thing where i think i'm yeah it, it's i think right nowadays i feel like i'm such like a back and forth mm-hmm. on it like it like and, and, and i think that's just because of like i'm just older so mm-hmm. you're just much more like aware right. of like of things but yeah because in 
Yeah, because the thing I would do, like, in school is, like, during lunch, what I would do is, like, I would watch, like, how people would interact with the kids who were, like, in the special mm-hmm. needs, like, their classes. Because they, they would kind of all sit in the same places, and, like, and, like you know, all the parents right. and stuff, right? So I would always just watch how people would interact with them, because it was this thing where I was like, oh, man, like, I feel so bad because... I could go talk to them and be nice, mm-hmm. right? And all these other people are, like, not treating them well. But it's like, well, but, like, I want mm-hmm. my own friends because I'm not... Re- but I'm not even related to them, right? Yeah. So that, that whole guilt is, like, a whole other mm-hmm. psychological thing where it's like, oh, like... But I can remember just, like, sitting there and, like, watching and yeah. just... Because sometimes I just... I didn't know what to do because it's like... Like, do I be nice? Do I not be nice? But, like, it's, I feel bad when other people are mean. But, like, yeah. I was very, like, shy as a kid. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah, as much can. as I would get angry, I could, I didn't have it in me to, like, go correct people. Yeah. So I would never yell at them because I'm like, I don't want to be the kid who gets in trouble for yelling at other kids. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, like, it was all inside. Yeah. I, like, had to hold it yeah, inside. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. And I wanted to say, too, I remember, like, saying how, like, I, like I have that guilt of like how I treated Carter, but then again, like if anyone would treated Carter like that, I would be the first one to be like, "You can't do right. that! Yeah. Like you can't do that! I'm a sibling, you can't do that!" But yeah, I'm like, maybe I'm not treating him the kindness at home. <laughs> yeah, well, that's like the whole thing about like inside jokes, right? You can make fun of your brother, yeah. I can make fun of my sister, and like we're allowed to do that, but like no one else is, and that's yeah. I think it's it falls in that category yeah. where just like you have a level of understanding that other people don't, but yeah, because when other people say it generally comes out of a like pretty like you're being sarcastic you're mm-hmm. actually being mean you just need to like go away yeah. like we're not gonna be friends just leave <laughs> right right oh my gosh yeah but yeah you know i've i'm happy from with uh with the way things turned out with with carter and our family i feel like we are a lot stronger now and it kind of yeah. just being able to reflect and even taking the time to really gather my thoughts for this podcast and just realizing like, man, like, you know, we have all come a long way. <laughs> and yeah, know, my Max now lives in New York City and Samantha lives okay. in Georgia. And so Carter and I are the closest like in proximity to each other. I'm still living at home okay. right now. Um, but it's just, it's crazy to think about how much things have changed. Like just being in my house now alone as like an only child in here. It's like, yeah, there used to be six of us in here yeah now it's only three <laughs> it's kind of like, you almost like forget like how do we live like that they're still like our house seems to be like way too small for that <laughs> how did you yeah. get in here um but but no like I, i'm happy that i had this opportunity to come on the podcast and kind of explain my my perspective <laughs> yeah yeah and i thanks for sharing all that it was, it's a it's a fun time just to like yeah there's a whole thing well i mean everyone has like their own roller coasters right. of stuff but yeah but thanks for sharing that yeah, um sure. and i guess we'll close with what are your words of encouragement for our other fellow siblings listening? Yes, I think my biggest takeaway is that, again, no family is perfect. There's always going to be one thing in someone's family that you're that they're going to struggle with. And it's okay if you feel like your family isn't perfect, because that's how I felt. I felt that I was an outlier to my friends. And I felt that I was the only one struggling with the things that were going on in my life. And it, t- it took me a long time to realize that every family has a struggle and it's okay because it's just you either overcome it or you don't and it just makes up their family dynamic and that's okay because we all have our own little family dynamic and all of our little quirks and it's what makes us human yes (laughs) 
Yeah, and it's what makes it what's make it what yeah, I cannot talk today. It's what makes every family like special in their right. own way too, right? Where you can have those jokes and you can yeah. have like those like bad days, but you can like look back and like mm-hmm. it's just so yeah, it's unique to your family and that's that by itself is worth like valuing just in our in all the experience. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for being on the podcast. Yes, thank you for having me. I've enjoyed talking about all the all of our discussions tonight. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for listening to the Special Needs Sibling Podcast. I hope you had a good time listening and feel encouraged in your own journey as a sibling to someone with special needs. If you liked this episode, please share it with your friends. And if you want to hear more stories, please subscribe to the show. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, the show can't happen without you. All special needs siblings have their own unique stories, challenges, family dynamics, and lots of life to talk about and explore. This podcast is here to let you know that you're not alone and that you matter. If you would like to be on the show or just chat off the record, please contact me. My info is in the show notes. Until next time, this is the Special Needs Sibling Podcast.